Gonzaga Nation SI, today's episode talking about last night's WCC championship game where the Zags completely locked up their 23rd straight trip to the NCAA tournament. We all knew they were locked for the NCAA tournament, but it's always nice to get that automatic bid. Um, it's one of the things Coach Pugh has always spoke about with his teams is compartmentalizing different parts of the season. We want to get a preseason type tournament title so we know what it means uh, to play games in back-to-back -back settings with some pressure to win a title. He's very uh, Im impactfully talking to the guys about winning a league title because that talks about the consistency that you've had over a eight, nine week stretch of games. So they did that, finishing at 13-1 in an outright title. And then he's always ex ex gotten guys to buy in and really focus in on winning the conference tournament title and not resting on the fact that their resume up till that point is going to get them in the NCAA tournament. So he's always focused on those three things. And then obviously the NCAA tournament is what it is. But um, Tremendous job from the Zags last night. They've won now nine of the last ten NCA or excuse me WCC tournament titles. The only other team to win one in that stretch, St. Mary's. Gonzaga and St. Mary's have met twelve times now over the last twenty some years in the WCC tournament title game. So uh, these two teams obviously have known each other really well for a long time, and uh, Gonzaga came away with eighty-two sixty-nine win. Um, there was. Gonzaga played much, much better than they did in, in Moraga, obviously. You know, that's that's easy to, to point out. But I think a couple of the reasons why is the guard play. The guard play was tremendous, um, both scoring it and making plays for, for each other, uh, as well as their bigs. When you look at the game down in Moraga, um, they scored it well, Bolton, Strother, Nemhart, but they struggled turning it over and they had zero assists. If you look at last night's game, you know, Andrew Nemhart was tremendous. 19 points, 7 assists, only 1 turnover. Uh, was in control of the game the whole night. Tommy Cousy did that in the game in Moraga. Well, I think Andrew Nemhart took things personally and had a tremendous game last night, resulting in the uh, conference tournament MVP award for him. So that was well-deserved. Roger Bolton continued to play really well. 18 points. Uh, he's just kind of overlooked. It's, it's really... Disappointing to see that he didn't make a all-league team, and then it was uh, disappointing to see he didn't make a conference tournament uh, team as well. Um, but knowing a little bit about him, um, he's not into individual accolades. He's into team accolades, team awards. Um, he's been an unbelievable addition to this basketball team. Glad to have him uh, in Spokane, but he played again, like I said, really well last night, 18 points. Um, and you know, his big game experience having played, um, in, in the big 12 and the big 10, um, he, he's not afraid of the moment. He's not afraid of any situation or circumstance that's going to arise. Julian Strother, uh, after struggling a little bit, uh, against San Francisco played really well in the title game in his hometown of Las Vegas with 16 points. Drew Timmy, he got to double figures as did Anton Watson who played, I thought, tremendously did Anton Watson. But Drew Timmy, um, you know, St. Mary's has a really good game plan against him. They've got the size and the physicality to be able to bother him at times. Um, but I thought Drew did a nice job of taking what the game gave him and, and not trying to force the issue too much, which can be hard to do. Um, last couple guys to mention in, in what I thought they did last night was Chet Holmgren. 
Um, he had a big impact on the game, even though he only had eight points. Um, he had four fouls, so he had to sit uh, for a little bit of a stretch. But, I mean, you just see when guys penetrate against Gonzaga, they're looking over their shoulder. They're seeing where help side's coming from, in particular where he is, uh, if they're in a scoring area where he might challenge a shot or block a shot. So, um, you know, I, I think that was something to definitely – uh, mention about last night. And then the other one would be Hunter Salas. I mean, he didn't score. Looking at the box score, he didn't score. But his defense and his his effort, his intensity uh, on the defensive end of the floor uh, was impressive. I mean, he took St. Mary's out of what they wanted to do. He made life difficult for them as a ball handler, bringing it up in entry areas, you know, in passing lanes and in gaps. He made things uh, seem like they might have been there and then quickly taking it away. Um, you know, he, I, he's he been impressive to me in the fact that he was a McDonald's All-American level, top 10 recruit in the country, could have gone anywhere. He wanted to come to Gonzaga and he wanted to, to, to refine and improve his skill set in his game. And, and I think that's going to pay off for him. I think next year he's going to have a huge part um, uh, of, of a hand in what Gonzaga does next year. Uh, I think he's tremendously talented, but he's bought into his role, and you love to see that. You know, on the other side, for St. Mary's, you know, what I said yesterday is they needed to get off to a good early start. They did not do that. Gonzaga played really well. They took the the effort, um, or, or they the Gonzaga took the game to St. Mary's early, and I thought St. Mary's also needed to get production off the bench. They didn't get that. Mitchell Saxon didn't score. Uh, Jabe Mullins didn't score. I don't think Marshallona scored as well. So, well, when you're trying to knock off the Zags, um, you've got to get production from an unlikely source, and St. Mary's didn't get that. Uh, St. Mary's also was not able to really impact Gonzaga's uh, offensive flow uh, the way that they did in Moraga, you know, St. Mary's has has quietly become one of the better defensive teams across the country. Um, but Gonzaga shot 57% from the field uh, against the Gales. That that was a tremendous number. Um, you know, f- positives for St. Mary's would be Logan Johnson played really well, 21 points. Tommy Cousy, I don't think he necessarily shot it great. Um, you know, he didn't control the flow of the game and the pace the way he has before. Um, you know, but he finished with 15 points all in all, you know, I think it's, uh, if the selection committee watched that game, um, knowing Gonzaga is the number one overall seed, knowing that Gonzaga is unbelievably talented and they're good. Um, you watch that game for, for, for St. Mary's purposes and how you're trying to figure out where they slot, where they fit, I think you would come away impressed because they're good offensively. They're good defensively. They've got size. Um, they're just a good basketball team. And so it's going to be interesting to see selection Sunday um, where the committee slots them as far as seating. Um, I said last week, I thought they could be as high as a six or a seven. I still think that um, I hope they don't slip to that eight nine game um, because that would that would be uh, that would be a disappointment for the WCC if if they were to get a one seed in the second round. But um, tomorrow with our bracketology update, uh, we'll update everything that's been out there uh, and has been put out there uh, by Lenardi, by Jerry Palm, and I'll probably add a couple more tomorrow just because there's so much going on. Uh, bracketology wise that uh, it's fun to keep up with so for Gonzaga Nation SI another WCC conference tournament title for the Zags that's 
Nine of the last 10 years, Gonzaga is officially going to the NCAA tournament for the 23rd straight year. It's pretty impressive. Go Zags.